Hey, it's Darren from Bonfire. Thanks for checking out the podcast. This episode was recorded live on YouTube and Facebook. Head on over and you'll get the full Bonfire experience. Consider giving us a like and a subscribe. And when you do that, you help fuel more free content here on Bonfire Sports. Find everything you need, links and more, bonfiresports.ca. Now, enjoy the show. Let's get it going here on Game Day Winnipeg. Welcome inside Bonfire Sports. Darren Bombing to my virtual right, Chris Walby, the legendary one and only. Chris. Lots to get to today. Nick Dembski, Taekwon Glass, the uh, tepid offense, the lights out defense. We're going to get to it all here on the pregame show. First things first, I'm sorry. I have to apologize to you, Chris. I have to pull you away from your Coley's. On a long weekend, thank yeah. you. Everyone's excited to see you. I have no doubt. Well, you know what? It's, I'm glad you. It worked out. You know, I was actually a while back. I was thinking, oh man, it's gonna be crazy. Can I gotta come back on a Sunday? But then I realized my wife leaves for Germany tomorrow, so I had to come in early anyway. So to me, it's perfect timing. Uh, you know, I got stuff done this morning here. Uh, albeit Toronto Argonauts fix up that. You know, they're 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 just their website's horrible. I mean, for all the money they talk about, they're just terrible. They don't even have their depth chart listed yet. I had to fish one and find it somewhere else. So, yeah, that's my, that's my beef. We just remember there's a show called Beef and Bouquets. It's probably no. before your time. Wow, yeah, it's your old guys. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, that's my beef. I am an old guy now. You didn't know that? I'm in the second uh, half. Yeah, well, the hourglass now. Once the hourglass spins, buddy, it's how fast that sand comes out. Yeah, that's true. I'm definitely uh, just coming out of halftime. No doubt about that. You're you're still early third quarter as well. I I bet. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I think some days I feel like I'm edging toward that finish line pretty fast, but no, I'm I'm still good, brother. And it's like I said, it was a beautiful weekend. Uh, can't beat it, man. I got a little yeah. dinner to go to tonight after the show, so good. I'm looking forward to. It. But I'm looking forward to this game. Obviously, the hype, eh? We talked about all the hype. Well, let's not bury the lead, right? It's the Andrew Harris game that everybody has had circled on their calendars. No doubt 33 himself has had this game circled on the calendar. Following the the reporters, Ted Wyman of the Winnipeg Sun, Jeff Hamilton of the Free Press, the rest that are, are in Toronto right now, talking to Andrew Harris. Harris has said, I put it behind me. You know, you have to in a business like professional football. But that all second, like, come on. Like, he's not going to be a little bit extra motivated oh, absolutely. to show the Blue Bombers they made a mistake. You know what? I think that he's going to be have a ton of stuff. He's got a big chip on that shoulder right now. Mm-hmm. Now, you saw practice. He was limited for the last three days. And I know they, a lot of times they just put that on their, you know, on their transactions or injury report. But I don't believe he was going full in the practice. Now, whether that is to keep him healthy, that's what a lot of teams are doing now, keeping their star players healthy so he's ready to play big time because listen that i watched the highlights of the last game the argos played against bc and nathan rourke it was embarrassing uh their secondary they were caught out so many broken plays it was horrible and i know that ryan dinwiddie the head coach is trying to get that team on a you know on a better playing field right now so uh we'll have to see what they do and what they try and do uh against uh what i consider a pretty good bomber receiving core we'll talk about running after 
but you know, they've also want to get up there and, you know, Zach's not having the type of year he had last year so far playing, playing good, playing good. He's not, you know, coughing the ball. He's not throwing it away. Not like Dane Evans and Hamilton. My God, that was a bad game for Hamilton. Good for Edmonton though. Winning and getting one game for Chris Jones. Yeah, no, that's true. Uh, you mentioned the Argos losing to the Lions, like an absolute drubbing last yeah, week in 44 Vancouver, to 44 yeah. to three. I don't know if you saw what I saw, Chris, but I saw an offensive line in the Toronto Argonauts that couldn't do anything. They couldn't protect McLeod Bethel-Thompson. They couldn't get the run game going for Andrew Harris. Andrew looked a little bit stiff, maybe not his normal self, like we saw in week one where he came out like a bat out of hell. Um, yeah. and, and really, you know, started smacking guys around and ripping off some big runs and spin moves and lowering the shoulder and, and the rest. He looked vintage in week one until he got yes. snagged with uh, with a hamstring. And, and no doubt that's probably still nagging him a little bit. Limited in practice all this week, but he is good to go Monday night against the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Um, the Bombers themselves, Chris, have their own offensive player of Canadian yeah, status, yeah, of Oak yeah. Park status as well uh, yeah. in Nick Dembski, placed on the six-game injury list, listed as an ankle injury. Doesn't mean he'll be out six weeks. He could come off earlier, yeah. but they put him on there. Enter Brendan O'Leary-Orange into the starting lineup, a uh, Canadian out of the University of Nevada, second year here in Winnipeg. Yeah. I think he's got a ton of talent, Chris, a ton of upside. Uh, and then they're also going to bring in an American and a running back, Greg McRae. He's going to be used in a lot of different ways, similar to Nick Dembski. Do, do you like these moves? Uh, and, and obviously, you know, a, a thought on losing well, Nick Dembski, yeah. which is a shot. Well, I think Dembski, like I've always said, Dembski, I, I, I said he was going to have a breakout year. Like he was an all-star last year. I think he's just a, he just he's a game breaker. Uh, he's the X factor for me. Yeah. But having said that, and you've been talking about this for the last three games, even in preseason, that this you guy. like this Brandon O'Leary Orange. This, this guy right here, Bolo. And, he, Danny and he is going to get a great opportunity. Now, he may, I watched him play uh, the last game. Three nice routes, three nice catches for 22 yards. He's playing out of home in front of his family and friends. You know, he'll be jacked up. Yeah. So I like that move. I think they've got great depth there. Um, you know, and, and the McCray kid, it's interesting. I'm wondering if they're trying to put a spark in there somehow, you know what I mean? Uh, just to get that running game going a little bit. I mean, yeah. this is an old line and it's funny, eh? You give up four sacks last week and they're right away. What's wrong with this line now? They're not playing, you know, and, and I thought they played decent. They played, they, they play enough to win. They're not dominating like they did last year, but this is still early in the year. Right. And, and, you know, the, the fact that it's early in the year means you don't want to show too much, Right. Yeah. So the fact that the Blue Bombers have to do a little bit of shuffling right now, not ideal. They're, they're in maybe the biggest crunch of their first half schedule uh, in Toronto Monday. Yeah. They're not even going to practice. Well, they will practice once in Winnipeg, but it's closed to the media, closed to the public. Uh, and then they're going to travel to Vancouver to play uh, Nathan Rourke and the BC Lions, who, by the way, are 3-0 and and tied with the Blue Bombers as of right now uh, yeah. for first in the West. They're going to play them on Saturday. So a real quick turnaround uh, against, you know, teams that, while BC looks pretty good, Toronto always plays Winnipeg tough in Toronto. Uh, Winnipeg's only true loss in 2021 yeah. was, um, you know, in Toronto. Uh, should there be any concern of that, Chris, that, you know, Winnipeg had no. struggled in Toronto last year? Or is it new season, new week, new game? Doesn't matter. Exactly. 100%, Darren. I mean, come on. I mean, they've lost the last two. 
uh, in Toronto. I read that. I thought, well, that's interesting. There's, and I actually want to uh, give a little shout out to Leslie here. What a great question she put up on the board here. Because I was reading that uh, Philip Blake and Darius Bladdock, the two guards for Toronto, missed practice for some unspecified reason. And they were listed as questionable for the game. Now, those are two veteran players. If they're not playing, and I know they're on the depth chart right now, so I'm pretty sure they've straightened it out. They're not putting the meaning behind why they weren't playing, why they weren't practicing, where they were. Uh, it sounds like a hush-hush type of thing right now. But, uh, boy, I tell you what, when you start getting that kind of stuff on your team, it takes away from any momentum you're trying to build. So, a uh, great question by Leslie. And, uh, yeah, I'll be interested to see how these guys perform this week. If they can give, uh, you know, McLeod Bethel-Thompson some time to throw the football. And, of course, we're going to talk about this. 30, it's going to be 33 the show. Uh, but, uh, yeah, just – to me, and then you got think about they got Brandon Banks, former CFL outstanding player. Devaris Daniels was a stud in Calgary. They are they Gittins, uh, Curly Gittins. I love that name, Curly. Curly, Curly hey, with a K. I love that name, man. Yeah. I mean, they got some. They got some receivers. They got like, some talent. But I'll, I'll stop you there. On paper, they have yes. a lot of talent. Like Devaris Daniels, is yes. he still the same Devaris Daniels we no. saw? You know, Bo Levi Mitchell light up the CFL with. In Calgary a few years ago, Markeith yeah. Ambles, same sort of story. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um, Brandon Banks, you know, like wasn't even in the CFL top 50 players list this past yeah. year after being number one the year before. I'm not saying that's a fall from grace, but it's it's a definite indicator uh, that he's not the same player he always was because he just wasn't as explosive in 2021 that he was earlier in his career. And, yeah. you know, you have Andrew Harris. Like you, you want to talk about a name that rings fear into opposing defenses. It's that name, but is yeah. Andrew Harris, the same guy today as he has been over the last several years here in Winnipeg, where he had nearly 8,000 combined yards. I think he needs like 200 something yards to get 10,000. But uh, you know, the interesting thing you say about it is that look at the bombers could have signed Andrew Harris, mm -hmm. but you know what? There's that there, there, this is a business. We talked about this uh, the last game too. It's like 180 a, grand. And yeah, exactly. He got a lot of money playing there. Look at Brandon Banks. You talk about Brandon Banks. He was a star in Hamilton. Jagarrett Davis. Now Jagarrett left for more money. He came back to you know went to Toronto. But Brandon Banks, you know, he wants to have it. He's got their only touchdown, I believe. I mean, I know it's just when you Toronto's look at only win was a yeah. they they fell backwards into that win yes. with a uh, you know the, or the Montreal, Montreal Alouettes yeah. kicker. Yeah, missed a makeable field goal late in that game. Yeah. I, I know that probably shattered yeah. a lot of uh, sports betters' hearts as well because they were oh, looking yeah. for for a cover in that game. Man, oh man, Toronto has has not looked as good as many prognosticated them yeah. to look. Let alone Hamilton, let alone Montreal, uh, let alone Ottawa, who's had a tough schedule to start the season but still yeah. winless. Um, it's funny, AD. When we've started to talk about this year, we also both of us said, "Boy, it's going to be nice." It looks like there's a lot more parity in the league. The East is going to be a lot tougher. And you look at it right now. I mean, you got three and O Calgary, three and O Winnipeg, three and O BC. Saskatchewan uh, with a nice win the other day over Montreal, and Edmonton getting their first win. And you look at the other side. Conversely, all those zeros like Hamilton zero and four now. I this is a two-time Grey Cup, you know, uh, in a game, and they just seem to. Not have that uh, that that spark. Did did they get rid of guys too soon? Is Steinhauer in trouble? I don't know. It's crazy out there, man. I I really wonder if if Orlando Steinhauer is in trouble. My 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 gut tells me no. 
you know, it reminds me of, of the heat under Mike O'Shea's yeah. chair or maybe seeming heat. I don't think it was actually hot back in 2015, 2016. Um, after a couple years here in Winnipeg and, and the team still looking like it, it had a ways to go. Um, yeah. I think Orlando Steinhauer is an excellent coach. He is going yes. to get this ship corrected in Hamilton. Uh, right now, it's turnovers that are killing the Hamilton oh, Tiger Cats. Like Dane like, Evans... Yeah, yeah, like Dane Evans was, you know, um, he's amongst the league leaders in in touchdowns and passing yeah. yards this year. He yeah. had a 400-yard passing game already, but he's also leading the league in giveaways. Uh, Yo, he, had a, he had a couple backbreakers, yeah. you know, in the game this week. Couple was, couple weren't his his fault. Obviously, the one, uh, the couple tip tips. balls got it back. But the one that was horrible is when he took off at the end. It actually ended up being the winning touchdown. Yeah, you know, he got he, he fumbled at the most inopportune time. You know, with left a minute left in the game. Uh, you know, Edmonton takes it back, scores a touchdown, wins that football game. Great for Edmonton, but a lot of soul searching going on in Hamilton right now. No, no question about that. Thanks, everybody who's in the live chat. Yeah. Uh, awesome that it's lit up. Chris Walby, Darren Bombing, getting you set on wow. game day Winnipeg here. Bombers Argos Monday night. A weird schedule glitch, but uh, yeah. it's kind of the way it worked out. Winnipeg had a bit of a mini buy this past week, Chris. Some time off to, to refresh, regenerate. Yeah. Michael Shea said the work didn't stop. I think they just maybe took it easier on their bodies. Do you remember similar times in your career where no. maybe you had some extra time between games? Yeah. Did, did they give you, you know, guys a break or do they keep what, driving? You know what? Uh, Cal Murphy's philosophy was, I'm not going to give you a week off. He, he thought we'd just lose, a, you know, where we were, our momentum, you know, what we're there, the, the factor we had to be playing. So what he would do to give you two days off, bring you back for two days, give you three days off. And, you know, it, it just broke it up all the time. We never got a string of a week off. And I, I looked at the guys and I, and I know they played and they didn't have to come back to practice, I believe, till Wednesday. Uh, so, I mean, maybe even Thursday because, I mean, you have three days in a pregame and a game, right? So that's basically yeah. all we really do, so. Uh, but yeah, it's. Uh, I wish we had some of that. But having said it, that's the way it was back then. So and, you know, that's spilled milk, man. You can't do nothing about it right now. Yeah. Well, and and like we said, a short week for the Blue Bombers. So good to get a little bit of extra rest in. Uh, and then home to Calgary on July fifteenth. That's that's gonna be a great shaping game. up, shaping up to be yeah. maybe a Both battle for first place yeah. in the West. We'll see how BC does in in the stretch here, but. Um, I, I'm really looking for, and I don't want to get away from this game because it's, it's, a, it's a very intriguing game in the Toronto Oregon. Mm -hmm. to, to, to me, DB, to see which Toronto Oregon team shows up. And at home, they're tough. But then I'm also thinking ahead, and I hate to do that because even as a player, you never want to look ahead. But I want to see what Nathan Rourke does against this dark side defense of the Bombers. Yeah. They are, they are that good. They are that good defense. I mean, and I see Winston Rose is back in the lineup. On the other side, and I and I I know the year of practice all the time, and lots to get sure. to there. Lots to Taekwondo, get through there. Taekwondo glass, they let him go. Yeah. Is it one of those? It's just obviously sounds like a salary thing. Um, but I'm well, not let's sure. let's talk about that. And and for people out there that that uh, missed the news earlier this week, the Blue Bombers starting field side cornerback Taekwondo yeah. Glass, a CFL veteran. He's in his fifth season. Uh, signed as a free agent this offseason uh, in Winnipeg. Uh, the Blue Bombers decided to release him and no explicable reason why, at least clear from the club. Uh, but it was interesting hearing uh, Jordan Younger, the Blue Bombers defensive backs coach, uh, talk about salary. Like he mentioned salary cap. So yeah. I think maybe that's uh, a part of it. You also have to remember, too, a veteran is making a lot more money 
then the person who's coming in to replace Taekwon Glass and, and yep. supplant Winston Rose is yep. Demario Houston, who's still on his rookie contract. He was on the Blue Bombers practice roster last year, got into a couple games late when Winnipeg had everything locked up. But they're not just giving Demario Houston a, a chance. This isn't just a young guy saying, okay, you know, no, we're going to give like, you a chance. Yeah. And be, they're like putting them at boundary corner next yeah. to Dietrich Nichols. Yeah. That's the yeah. top cover side of the Blue Bombers defense. That's where Winston Rose has played since he came back from the NFL. This is the hot corner. They're putting Demario Houston into the spot where he's going to have to take on the best receivers opposing offenses have. It's a big move. Yeah, I think it's a great, and to me, it just shows the confidence that the Bombers have in him. I know they're waxing poetic about him, how he, you know, he's growing as a player, great athlete, can play multiple positions, which is huge in the CFL with versatility. I mean, six tackles last week. I thought he played outstanding. Uh, he had one, I thought maybe he could have got caught on something, but uh, he rebounded very well. Uh, we watched Ty, I didn't know if Taekwon Glass had any issues last week. I thought their defense played pretty good in the second half again, as they always do. So again, I, I have to go back and thinking about glass. I think it was just one of those things where, you know, it's just a contract thing. And I believe well, and, and I, I, I want to answer right there. Yeah. I want to answer Sandy's question here. So in professional football, no contracts are guaranteed. If you release a player in the CFL, all they have to do is get him a plane ticket home. That's, that's really all they owe them. Well, there is one point. caveat, one caveat after a certain time, it's, I believe it's September 1st. If you're a veteran over so many years, right, uh, they would break it down that you had to get you had to get paid for the rest of the year. Yeah, I think so, there's like a, a four year, yeah. six year, yeah. and nine year threshold for some those. kind of so, crazy. I mean, we had that when I was playing too, and you know, guys were always trying to make that September deadline because they knew that no yeah. matter what happened after that, even if they weren't playing, they had to get paid. So, so this is what you know, and, and great question, Sandy. Appreciate that because a lot of people wondering how it all works in the CFL because there isn't a lot of clarity when it comes to money. And, and how teams manage their salary cap. But here's what I'm seeing, Chris. I'm seeing Nick Dembski, who is a high-salary player, yes, on the six-game injured list. If he is on the six-game for the entirety of that six weeks, Doesn't that move. six weeks of contract does not count against Winnipeg's salary cap. Yeah. So that's a big chunk of money. Six weeks of a six-figure player. And for then those Michael, people, there, that's exactly right. it. That's why they put him on the six-game, because they can right. bring him off. But I only believe you can bring them off once. You can't just keep putting them. You back can do it. You can do it twice, twice a year. Well, there yeah. you go. That's a good. So point there. you could, if you put players on the six game, you expect them to be on the six game. Yeah. Maybe you play with it later in the year, that sort of thing. But for Dembski's case, a lot of salary cap saved for the Blue Bombers if he rides out the full six games. Michael Couture, another Canadian high salary player in the six figures, he's on the six game injury list. Chris, yeah. he has a broken arm. He is not going to be back in less than six weeks. That's just wow. the way broken bones are. So yeah, uh, tough to that's another back. big chunk of cash the Blue Bombers will save against the cap. Couture yeah. and, and Dembski will still receive their money, but yes. the money will not count against the salary cap. So now come September and October, and there's yeah. players coming up from the NFL waiting for an opportunity. Could yeah. be Chris Strebler, could be Liram Hirolahu. Could be Ty Long. Nah. It could be. A, I'm just throwing names out as okay. an example. It could All be right. one of these guys. It could be someone we don't know yet. Uh, Winnipeg will then have the capital and the salary cap space to sign a player to a six-figure contract, prorated for the remainder of the season. So th these are all the things that go into these. Oh, yeah 
questions. Uh, no doubt it's, it's Jamal Parker, an American defensive back and a rookie on the Blue Bombers practice roster that is impressed enough that they have faith in him as depth. Demario Houston, the way he played, forcing that tipped ball that Willie Jefferson took back for a touchdown. That was Demario Houston's play. We even asked him, you know, like Ted Wyman of the Sun asked him, like, does does Willie Jefferson owe you a beer for that? I, goes, I think he owes me a, I think he owes me a bottle, like as in a big bottle of. of that's you know, right on. Good. That's a good point. Great job. Yeah, Willie, uh, tell you what, Willie was being kind of quiet. And he's one of those guys, he's always around the ball, but hadn't really have stats. And that's one of those times when we talk to you about stats sometimes being misleading. Because you get pressures on a quarterback. You don't get a lot of credit for that, but you're still in the face of the quarterback. I thought he was, you know, Johnny on a spot for that interception. Like, I mean, that was just one of those just right there. But he's always moving toward the football. He's never mm -hmm. out of the play. Uh, great job, as you say, by uh, Demario Houston to tip it. Willie takes it in. He had a sack last week. He did the fancy dance at the end of it. Not sure what that was. I think I saw dance like that in a strip club one time, but wasn't really sure if he's where he's going with it. But hey, it was it wasn't a six foot six, two hundred and thirty pound defensive end. I know that. Oh, that's for sure, brother. <laughs> we'll just talk. We'll leave that for another chat. Yeah, I think so. Maybe, maybe. Well, no, like after after dark. Uh, we'll after, remind it after dark. Post game show, good to go as always. After the Blue Bombers game against the Argos on Monday night. Uh, one person asked, and, and I think it's a good time to, to check in, Jeff asking for an update on Zach Schnitzer's status, our good uh, friend and a uh, big part of the programming here on Bonfire okay. Sports. I, I will give you the Mike O'Shea treatment. He's getting uh, looked at. Uh, we are hopeful, and uh, I do expect him to be good and ready to go in no time. So uh, Zach uh, is good in good spirits. I've been in uh, constant contact with him. Uh, he's in good shape and uh, we expect him back on uh, bonfire sports really soon. Surprise, surprise guest on the post game, Chris. I'm not going to tell anybody who it is. We're going to have to see on Monday night. There you go. I'll tell you. Uh, <laughs> uh, Brandon Alexander is a, a player. Some people in the chat have uh, brought up Chris. Uh, yeah, that's a good question too. Now we're watching him run around when he comes back to the lineup, like suddenly the depth is different, you know, because you can, I, I think they've, they've really liked what they got in Malcolm Thompson. If they're in a pinch and they have to move, you know, Brandon Alexander to the dime back, they have to move him to halfback. You have to move him to corner. He's played all of those positions before he's a coach on the field. Yeah, he, He's comfortable in those spots. So you can put Malcolm Thompson back in there move Brandon Alexander yeah. around. I think all of these things led to the release of Taekwondo glass. Yeah, I agree with you there. And I think the interesting thing about Brandon Alexander is again, we talked about versatility, uh, you know, the DB coach, defensive uh, Jordan younger. He, he, that's one of his things he really preaches to all these guys is the more you can do, the more positions you can play, you know, your versatility will allow you to stay on the roster. Mm -hmm. I can't see him going to time. I know you think, I think this Donald Rutledge kid who you pumped a lot, in the uh, in the preseason has really come out. He's playing really well right now. So he is. I mean, he's he's got a nose for the football. He's a hitter. He likes to get that head in there, that helmet in there. I mean, Kyrie Wilson. I I will say this: the TSN boys did a nice job the other day because they started giving recognition to some of the guys that don't get a lot of love. Yeah, and Kyrie Wilson is one of those guys. I think because he's under the shadow of the Adam Big Hills of the or, or you know like the Brandon Alexanders and the, like Jefferson. the big four the big yeah. four on the Blue Bombers defense um, right Jefferson yeah. Jeffcoat Big Hill and Alexander he you watch him, he's, he's leading the team in tackles with 15 he's around the ball a lot ever since he's been in Winnipeg he's been an impact player 
So it's yeah. nice, you know, see uh, 19 get some love. Yeah. When, when it comes to Donald Rutledge Jr., uh, true rookie in the CFL, week one starter. He's made some plays, but the thing I'm noticing, Chris, is we're not hearing about him too much, which tells you what you want to hear if you're the Blue Bombers, and that's nobody's going after him. He's not getting beat. Uh, if a dimebacker isn't heard of too much, he's, you know, helping out in the run game, uh, you know, uh, covering those receivers coming out of the backfield. Um, clearly, Donald Rutledge Jr. Is, is doing his job. I heard some rumblings that maybe Winnipeg was looking for a different player for that spot for a while, uh, but Rutledge has looked pretty good. So I think, uh, you know, Winnipeg uh, is happy there. You want to switch over to the offense, Chris? Uh, yeah, let's do that, man. Winnipeg's defense has obviously been unbelievable. Like, all-time level of performance one touchdown in the first quarter of their first game uh they have wins this season and if you look at the wins chris 1917 1912 and 26 12 last week against the hamilton tiger cats that came with a defensive touchdown the offense has not broken 20 points yet this year would winnipeg be three and oh if the defense wasn't playing as good as they are, say they allowed one touchdown per game, not one touchdown every three games. Well, I still think the first game when they played back to back with Ottawa, sorry, let me go to that one. And the way the Mazzoli went after the Bombers, I thought guys throwing for 400 plus yards. I'm thinking, holy mackerel, he's dissecting this, you know, our secondary. And, you know, that, that old line was doing great for Ottawa. I think Ottawa is still going to be a, a tough team. I think Ottawa might even surprise a lot of guys in the East in the standings in the final. I agree. But uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know what's going on. Maybe uh, I know they definitely miss Michael Couture. Uh, Jeff Gray, I think, has done a great job. I know they got Liam Dobson on there yet, but he's still going to grow into that spot. He's not. Yeah, there someone yet, someone in the live chat, Chris, was asking about Liam Dobson. What, what have you seen in him? Uh, you know, limited time on the field. Very, but, limited. Uh, Very aggressive. But yeah. I mean, it's, it's a different game, too, right? I mean, obviously, you have to, it's communication. So you got two new guys, you know, Kolinkowski, uh, Chris at the center now. Uh, making the calls, you got Newfeld and Hardrick and, and Bryant the stables, but uh, when you got two not two new guys, basically, and I know Jeff's been here a couple of years, but he's still new. It's his first year starting, so I mean, I I think this is an O line that's going to get better and better as they get more used to playing with each other and they get more comfortable with each other. Uh, but I, I, to answer your question, I think Liam Dobson's got a great future in football. Um, I think it's a lot of time. It's very tough to. You know, you want to sign guys, and, and this is, I mean, he's a great pick for the Bombers. Uh, obviously, he was going to go down to the XFL. We talked about that story. Uh, didn't work out for whatever reason, so he's back here. Um, yeah, he's got a future. I mean, they, they've got some great depth on that O-line, and it's a good thing they do because when you lose a guy like Couture, um, it, it's a big blow to your offense. And then Chris Kolonkowski Chris Kolonkowski's done a pretty good job. I haven't I seen any drop. I watched him a lot last game, and I thought he played really well. I mean, made a couple mistakes, but that's going to happen, right? Because it's a timing, right? And a lot of times, DB, when you're doing double teams with a, your guard or your center, you got to know when to pull off, when to take him, or go to the linebacker, do we switch? And especially when you get new guys, the twists inside, the yeah. blitzes inside, that's where they try and mess up with the O-line. And that center has to communicate, right? So absolutely, uh, absolutely, very important job. And and kudos to Chris Kolinkowski so far uh, yep. this season. Chris, the Blue Bombers' offense is in the bottom half of the league in points scored and yards, and and, and the majority yeah. of the offensive categories. The run game is probably getting the most um, uh, the most Could words you. written about it, the most yeah. words said about it amongst fans, amongst media. Is the problem? 
the play calling is the problem. The play of the offensive line is the problem. No more Andrew Harris. So we got to get used to, uh, you know, maybe more the norm here in Winnipeg and not an all time player like Andrew Harris. Um, What are you seeing? You know, I see two guys that are going to be good football players in Oliveira and Augustine. I mean, Augustine surprised me. I thought he would get a little bit more touches again. He's still got an average of, I think, uh, 4.7. Brady actually has the most carries in the CFL going into this week. He had 39 offensive uh, rushes, uh, 3.1. I know he's not happy with that. He's, and I read his article. Yeah. I listened to him on, uh, on one of the shows talking about you know, he, he gets stopped on the street. Everybody wants to know what's going on and, you know, how is he feeling? And he's letting it all just, you know, water off a duck's back. He's not worried about it. I think these guys, as they get used to the O-line and the O-line gets used to blocking with them, I think you're going to see a lot more better or a lot better production out of both these running backs. And it'll be interesting to say the new kid, Greg McCray, will he get in there? You know, yeah. the DI spot, you know what I mean? Uh, very interesting. But I think it's the same thing we talked about. Continuity on the O-line. And getting used to two new running backs who are playing the majority of the game now. So I, I really don't think we should worry too much. I mean, Zach is still the leader on his team. I saw last week they started doing some, you know, sweeps with Rashid Bailey, uh, you know, the slot back sweeps. And I thought they do a great job. And I, I think that a guy that I, we've already talked about, Ellingson, but I think the guy that's going to probably pop off a little bit more will be this Dalton Schoen. Uh, great speed, good hands. Uh, good first game and just kind of quiet the last two, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's got eight catches. He's got a touchdown. Greg, obviously, Alexson has 13 catches. But another guy, too, is it's interesting, is Drew Wolotarski, only five catches. But it's almost like he's a decoy at that wide side. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, well, they use him in a lot of different ways. They use him to block as well. Uh, yeah, they I, do. I definitely agree uh, with, with uh, Brandon's comment here. Winnipeg was spoiled with Andrew Harris, yeah. uh, that era right. is over. So yeah. maybe, you know, it, it's going to just take a little bit of a, uh, a a learning curve or a comfort curve here to, to get back to normality. Uh, I like this comment too from uh, Patrolman Pete. Oliveira needs just one breakout yeah. game, then everyone will settle down Absolutely. about the bomber Absolutely. run game. Uh, you mentioned, Chris, that he leads the league in, uh, in rush attempts. Yep. 39. A lot of factors in that, but maybe the most telling or what I saw, especially in the Hamilton game was if the run game wasn't working, they just kept at it. They just kept pounding the rock, running it up the gut, uh, running it off tackle, just sticking with it. And that opens things up when the blue bombers offense came onto the field in the third quarter of that game against Hamilton last week, you saw a lot of play action, opening up the passing game downfield. And then slowly, uh, Zach Kolaris got into a rhythm and, and we started to see, uh, the pass game open up. It's the way the blue bombers have been built for many years now. And, and Buck Pierce continues that, uh, continues that through. But, uh, there was a question about, um, uh, Greg McRae and, you know, will we see Greg McRae get involved in the game? I will say this with a lot of confidence, Chris. I expect a lot of Greg McRae Monday night in Toronto. He is a very, very fast player, is a kick return, can, can be a kick returner. So can Demario Houston, by the way, which yeah. factor in. Um, but Greg McRae is a running back. He has been working at receiver all through training camp and through practice uh, here early in the season. They're going to use him very similarly to how Nick Dembski was used here in Winnipeg. Um, 
he is going to line up at slot. He is going to line up at tailback. They're going to move guys around. A lot of misdirection, a lot of confusion. They're going to try to cause the defense. Uh, I expect Greg McRae to get a handful of touches uh, Monday night. And I think he's a player. Well, this says a lot to me, Chris. Mike O'Shea answered my question about Greg McRae by saying, We're tr- we've been trying to find a way to get him on the roster. He's an American running back on a team that has Canadian running backs, but that says it all. They want to find a way to get him in, enter Brendan O'Leary-Orange into the starting lineup, keep Wolitarski there, just shifting things around a little bit, and uh, it's going to be Greg McRae's chance now. Yeah, I agree with you. And, and you know what? You almost answered your question before because when you're asking me, you know, why the running game is not as effective as it was last year because Harris is whatever that – and. And you said, you think anything has changed? Well, I don't think it is. And I think that's exactly, that to me is self-explanatory because you know that uh, Buck Pierce isn't changing his offense. He's had no. great success the last couple of years, done a great job under Paula Police, did a great job running the show uh, as offense coordinator. He continues to do a great job with this team. Uh, this, I know, and a lot of people, we got spoiled. We look at the Bombers and we go, hey, you got Zach, you got the highest paid guy in the CFL. He's a, you know, MOP, you know, he's an outstanding player. Uh, and we're like, well, what's going on here? We should be lighting it up everywhere. Yep. I think we get so spoiled because we don't realize that offense always is behind the defense. It always takes longer for the offense to gel. And uh, this and our defense, well, we talked about it. I mean, they're, they're, I love the nickname Dark Side. I think they're just phenomenal. And listen, Jack, Jackson Jeffco played a couple of games. He got four tackles. Jake Thomas hasn't got a stat, but yet you know he's in there pushing the crap out of people, you know? So, I mean, yeah. I see. I just see things going on the rise, but I want to see what Toronto does because the Bombers' offensive line, Chris Kolnikowski and uh, and Jeff Gray, or if Liam Dobson gets in there, they're going against Big Sean Oakman, six foot nine or whatever he is. He's just a huge beast in the middle. Well, Reminds me yeah, of like, freakish, uh, freakish, Brown, freakish, uh, like a Doug uh, Doug Brown type player. Yeah. Then of course, who is the biggest thing they stole out of Hamilton last year? Jagarrett Davis. Well, and he's been really quiet. Early yeah, in the season here. Yeah, I'm wondering, eh? And then they got you know, Ray. So Shane Ray is Shane back. Ray coming back. Yeah. yeah. But they were going to sign this other guy. They had a Samoan. I can't remember his name. It was a mm. alphabet. And they said <laughs> An alphabet last name. <laughs> oh, yeah. I couldn't even remember. I was, I was going to have to get out to you and say, oh, Darren, help me on this one, man. Because mm. I, but hey, they were talking about him in the uh, early in the week about they signed this guy. They really like him. But I guess he's not playing because I looked and he's not in their roster right now. But uh, yeah, they yeah. got, uh, they got players. Like Enoch Mwamba, Enoch Mwamba and Winston McManus guy, yeah. as the, the middle and weak side linebackers, like that might be the best duo in the CFL or at least pushing Kyrie Wilson and, and Adam Big Hill here yeah. uh, in Winnipeg. Another player in the Argos defense who is coming off the injured list and he'll play on Monday night is Deshaun Amos. Uh, for my yeah. dollar, one of the best halfbacks in the CFL uh, last several years with the Calgary Stampeders. So I, I think this game maybe isn't one the Blue Bombers should look past. I've heard some fans say, might this be a trap game for the Blue Bombers? I, I don't think the Blue Bombers are are capable of entering a trap game because they're they're wired so tight between the ears and in that locker room with Mike O'Shea and Adam Big Hill and all of their leaders. They know the task at hand. They're not looking at Vancouver. They're not looking at the the short week. They're not looking towards the next game. They're focused on beating the Argonauts. I think the the Bombers are only favored by 4.5 points. I think the last time. Yeah, five points now. Yeah. Five of us went up to five. Okay. But I mean, yeah, you look at, I mean, a lot of people are hard on McLeod Bethel Thompson. I think he's not bad. I like that Chad Kelly, the son of legendary Jim Kelly of the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, we'll Bill. see. 
We'll see. Uh, Not, a lot of hype. A lot of hype for Chad I, Kelly. And you know what? It's weird because I watched him, and then I watched Nathan Ork, and I watched Nathan highlights again this morning. Mm-hmm. That kid throws a ball. You know, and you watch Dunnigan, who's very exciting when he, when he does the broadcast. He was just going crazy because the kid was putting balls where you're normally a four or five year veteran would put a ball over the shoulder to the receiver, right on the, you know, right in the bucket. So, yeah, yeah, there's a definitely to me, there's a difference. And I'm happy for BC because I think this is a, you know, they got new owner now and they've got, they're doing a great job getting fans back in there, getting a rejuvenated. Absolutely. So yeah, uh, I'm, but but I know everybody's gonna be looking. I know for myself, I'm hoping it's not good. You know how sometimes you uh, get so excited about something and then it turns out to be a dud. Hmm. Yeah, and I'm hoping that Andrew Harris has a a good game. I want Andrew Harris to have a good game. I don't want I don't want Toronto to win us or beat us, but I'd love to see him have a good game. Yeah, um, and I hope he doesn't go in there and all of a sudden he's you know three plays and because he only carried the ball seven times last week, mind right. you, he got blown out. Uh, but to me, it'd be so disappointing if, you know, somehow he gets uh, a knock on wood injured or he's not effective. And because I, I think it's really going to be tough because there's a lot of people in Winnipeg watching him specifically to see what he does because we're not running the ball as well as we should be or as what the fans think anyway. So what is if he has a great game, say he comes out and just lights it up tomorrow, you know, the people are going to go crazy. Yeah. No, and that, that would be really fun. You know, I think... If, yeah. if there was anything we hope for this year, it's a healthy and playing Andrew Harris. Yes, uh, especially when they're going up against the Blue Bombers, it's just a you know a storyline too good to be true. Um, want to mention? Uh, yeah, Waiters had the comment. Nice to see Trey Ford win in his debut. Yes. Uh, of course, his brother Tyrell on the roster for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers as a defensive back. Be yep. curious to see uh, you know if he's got some similar chops. I don't know if he's been a ball carrier through his life. Um, there was one comment here, Barflies mentioning that the Blue Bombers need a receiver similar to Javon Katoy in BC. Almost a tight end can be utilized in the run game. That is Brendan O'Leary Orange. That, that's that's big, the type six, of player he is. Six four, big, yeah. Boy, yeah, big guy, good ball skills, can can definitely play as a receiver, no question. But I I wouldn't want to be on the business end of a block from him. He's big no. and strong. Um, and obviously he's got pedigree too, right? His father, yes. outstanding running back for well, these Toronto Argonauts. Uh, so nice to see Brendan O'Leary Orange get his uh, first CFL start, Chris, uh, yeah. in his hometown. He says he's going to have a lot of family there. Yeah, family and friends. That's great for the young man. And like I said, you've been talking poetic about this young man for a long time. And I'm always yeah, one of those player, guys man. that I've got to see before I believe. It's like somebody could tell me, hey, they got a new beer on the market. You know what? Unless I taste it, I'm not going to believe it yet. So that's what, uh, and, and, and you know, Brendan O'Leary Orange is like a big beer to me right now, but he's tasted it. Well, he doesn't taste good, but you know what I mean? He's, he's showing up, man. And I like I like when kids take advantage of their spot. I yeah. thought he ran excellent routes. I was watching him get open, good hands. You got to love that. And, and you know what? I th- I'm not sure if it was him or Walatarski, or it might even be Dembski. We had a great crackback block on the defensive end last week and uh that's when rashid bailey took around the corner on the sweep and picked up like 12 or 15 yards these guys do a lot as you say peel back and block inside and it's tough it's a tough job when you're putting you know a receiver on a defensive end you know or, or a big linebacker so kudos oh hey i disappeared for a second now i'm back i'm trying to uh <laughs> Where <are> you? <laughs> did you see me go you didn't see me go hey great question there by paul Adet. 
I was thinking about this the other day. I was talking oh. to some guys at the lake, and they all said, you think Rourke will be in the NFL? And I said, right. mm-hmm. He's intrigued a lot of scouts. He's opened a lot of eyes. Uh, they're, they're liking the way this kid is playing right now. Yeah. This is, I can see it definitely happening. Well, like he he's 24. He's in his second pro season. He got to learn behind one of the best in Michael yeah. Riley uh, last year in BC. Uh, and like, here's the thing he's making all the throws. He's throwing nice deep balls. As you mentioned, you know, Matt Dunnigan mentioning that putting them on the right side of the shoulder, uh, quick passes, uh, crossing routes, all that sort of thing. And he just doesn't look phased like for a 24 year old. Sure. He's Canadian. I don't care if he's Lithuanian. Um, he he just looks really comfortable and, and, and good, uh, for the BC Lions, So, you know, the Bombers won't look ahead, but we can, Uh, I'm looking forward to Saturday, Saturday night in in Vancouver. Just to to add to your talk about, you know, on on Nathan and the show's not about Nathan Burke anyway, but I watched how a guy reacts after throwing an interception and he threw two, you know, he, he kind of slammed his hands on the, on the turf as he got up and he came right back. Yeah. Like a lot of guys, you know, they just, they fold. They feel the pre- this guy doesn't seem like, it, and I agree. I think that's your, your, your favorite thing. He's just very comfortable. He's yeah. mature among uh, way above his age. Like 24 is crazy, right? Yeah. I know he's got to be confident because if you ever play for a quarterback, I don't want a quarterback that's timid. I want a quarterback that's got cockiness in him. Mm-hmm. I, I, I love that because I know I'm going to win. You know what I mean? It's, Speaking of Dunnigan. Yeah. Well, Dunnigan was, right? oh, well, he was, well, even Danny Mack who had a different style. Yeah. Danny Mack was one of those happy-go-lucky guys, but, again, smart as a whip, knew how to get rid of the football, and, and congratulations to him uh, going into the uh, Cat Wall of Honor. So that was nice for him to get well way overdue. Uh, do want to mention our good friends at Scottswood Links. Uh, yeah, awesome people over there. Uh, our friend uh, Kevin Sproul was our first winner uh, on – well, there's a nice winter shot. Um, but here's the thing. And that's my buddy's wedding, I think, happening right there. Yeah, it is. There's Jeff and Lisa. Um, but Scottswood Links, just west of Winnipeg on Highway 3 in Elm Creek, Manitoba. There's their beautiful nice, new clubhouse. Nice, yeah. uh, and, and here's the best part. Elm Creek didn't get rain like Winnipeg did and like some other rural areas did. The greens are clean and good. Uh, the, the course is in superb shape. Uh, check them out, scottswoodlinks.com. You can find a link to uh, their um, uh, their website. website. Yep, sorry, website. Thank you, Chris, in the, in the description. Uh, but just a, a really, really awesome place. Uh, one of my favorite places to go. And we have got a foursome pass to give away. So wow. if you want to win this pass, hit us on the hotline, 816-TIPS, 816-8477. Uh, tell us why you want this pass. Uh, and here's the thing. It's a foursome, Chris. But That's the best part is you don't have to have a foursome. You can go twice as a twosome. Oh, there uh, you go. That's even better. Yeah, absolutely. It just uh, an awesome course. Great people. Great food. Uh, rave reviews from Kevin, uh, who went uh, just the other day. And, and, you know, Kevin joking now, uh, his brother and him uh, named the bridge on hole 12 the bombing bridge. <laughs> It, it probably should be called that because I've got probably four dozen balls under that bridge. I was going to say, yeah, I'm, I'm, I always go to the, uh, to the lake as well, all the water. Yeah. So uh, hit up the hotline now, uh, or if you're watching this later, hit up the hotline uh, well, right now. Uh, if you're watching, uh, listening on the podcast or watching this a little bit closer to game time, uh, let us know and uh, I'll get you uh, four 
green fees. You can go for some or to some, uh, plus carts and the rest uh, at That's cool. That's a really nice Wood. price. Nice, nice as for that boy. That's really good. Yeah. Great people there. Thanks to uh, the Sisson family and, and everybody else. Uh, Chris, the, the Taekwon glass release caught a lot of people off guard. Oh, Winnipeg yeah. does look solid, uh, but but really right now, this is an opportunity for Demario Houston to show everybody yeah. that he is legit. Like it's, You could almost call it a coming out party of sorts. When you supplant Winston Rose at the field or at the boundary corner yeah. spot, a hot corner hot next corner, to yeah. Dietrich Nichols, that's the top cover spot on the team, it says a lot about what Winnipeg thinks of him. Yeah, I think he's uh, really coming. I mean, we only got one game. I mean, obviously, you see him a lot more than I do, Darren, as, as you're a regular at the practice. But obviously, they wanted to get this guy in the roster. Uh, you know, obviously, we we talked about Winston, the first game he played against uh, Ottawa. You know, they beat him uh, quite quite regularly. Uh, he led the team with nine tackles, which is not a good thing uh, as, a, as, a, as a hot corner coverback or quarterback. So, I think they moved Winston over, and that's an interesting thing too because I'm guaranteeing they probably went. He's got Rose. Uh, Rose still has a pedigree, you know what I mean. So it probably came down, and I'm going to say this, and I, I could be a hundred percent off base, but I guarantee there was some discussion: do we keep Glass or do we keep Rose? You know, you got the two players. Now I'm thinking Rose has got the pedigree. He's led the you know league in interceptions a couple of years. He may, he has a nose for making big plays at big times. That yeah. probably swung the you know the meter in his favor. Uh, and I, somebody made a great comment too, that, uh, Taekwondo glass is the one that got beat for the only touchdown the Bombers have given up. So that's really good observation by that, uh, by that caller. Yeah. You know, it's interesting you say that because, you know, in, in talking to a bunch of the DBs on the team, they describe Brandon Alexander as the strict parent, like all business. Yeah. Let's get the job done. Let's get to work, guys. And then Winston Rose as the fun parent. And when he needs to be, he can be strict too and and, and whip the guys into shape. Uh, I'm thinking that that veteran presence, oh, sure. uh, that experience in this defense, uh, and then the respect and leadership Winston Rose has, um, you know, keeps his job pretty secure here in Winnipeg. Obviously, he doesn't want to have more games like he did the first two yeah. of the season uh, against Ottawa. But... Maybe, yeah. Moving him to that field side might help him, you know, reestablish himself a little bit and, and get comfortable again without the pressures of, oh boy, you know, I got a, I got a guard, uh, you know, Devaris Daniels this week. Now he can be on that field side, have a little bit of a more friendly matchup and uh, get back to the Winston Rose, you know, we know here in Winnipeg. Well, it's interesting too, because I, I remember he was in a walking boot and came back and he played that week and had the rough game and then came back next week. And I know as a player, as a former player, you always want to be on the field. You want to be a contributor. You want to be making plays. And maybe he came back too quick. And maybe that foot was bothering him more than we're, you know, that you know, anybody knows. So to me, I'm giving him a little bit of a, a leverage break or a leeway because yeah. I, I think I respect him. I like the way the guy plays. I mean, he's been a great ball player for the team. And I think that you know what? It's very uncharacteristic the way he played that first game. So I, I'm I'm looking, I agree with you 100 percent I think Winston Rose may feel way more comfortable on the other side now and uh, maybe rebound with a, with a couple big picks maybe tomorrow. Uh, we'll have to see, but uh, yeah, they've, they've got, they've just got a lot of depth, man. I, like you said, Malcolm Thompson's the guy we haven't talked about. Who's just solid as Dietrich Nichols. He's just, you never talked about him. And then, and like, then Nick Taylor, two interceptions. 
Yeah. And, and he went two years without an interception. So, you know, I was kind of, you know, bugging him a little bit at practice this, this week as he was coming off the field. I'm like, you couldn't make any picks. And now you got two, like the guys were razzing him a little bit. Uh, so good on Nick Taylor for being Johnny on the spot with his second pick of the season uh, against Hamilton. Um, Chris, the defense is playing at a level well, we've come to expect here in Winnipeg, but that maybe a lot of people didn't think was sustainable for as long as it has been. It came on in the playoffs in 2019, you know, rode through the pandemic, like no big deal. Obviously getting all those guys back for 2021 led to that great cup championship. And, you know, one of the best defenses we've seen in the CFL in a very, very long time. And here they are again in 2022, they're still performing uh, and it's new guys stepping in like, Last year, there was no Malcolm Thompson. There was no Donald Rutledge Jr. There was no Demario Houston, although he was on the practice roster. There, there was no um, Cedric Wilcots. There was no LB Mack. Yeah. You know, uh, Casey Sales was a rookie last year. I'm seeing him make more plays every single week. Yeah. It's like a recycle. Like they're, they're just finding ways to continue to bring in guys, bring in talent, and then you learn from those veterans and, and the turnover becomes natural. Well, it's really just, and, it's, and it's interesting, DB, is in the fact that this is a team, for some reason, defensively, they get stronger by the quarter. Third quarter, they start shutting them. I mean, they only be giving up 12 points in the second half in all three games total. It's crazy. And six in the fourth quarter. They just shut everything down. Uh, they just know when to turn. It's almost like they just decide they're going to turn it up. You know, they make a big place. Like you say, somebody makes a play, whether it's a sack, whether it's an interception, whether it's a you know, cause of fumble. Right. Uh, and, you know, to to answer your question way back when, I think, and I don't know, I think the offense struggled a little bit in the beginning uh, in Ottawa anyway, I, I think. But I think that the defense, when you got a defense like this, and there's an old saying, defense wins championships, offense wins games. Um, mm. And this is one of those things where I think the defense, uh, you know, I can remember our defense in 1988, a uh, big reason we won that great cup. I mean, they, they were just outstanding. You know, you got Mike Gray and uh, – you know, James West and all those cats. So, yeah. I, and this, these guys are every good, if not better, than the than teams we had. So, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, I, I can't see anything happening, but I want to see them go against – I want to see McLeod. McLeod's plays – he's always played pretty good against the Bombers, Bevel yep. Thompson, the quarterback for Toronto. And like you said, they've got some players, but are they over the – I mean, why did Brandon uh, Banks leave Hamilton? He didn't leave on good terms either. It was much like the Andrew Harris of Winnipeg. Well, Hamilton moved, Hamilton moved on from a handful of vets, right? Like Jagera Davis, Brandon Banks, uh, Ted Laurent, all, or pardon me. No, they got Micah Johnson next to Ted okay. Laurent. They, did, I mean, they, 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 they had turnover this year, you know? Oh, they have a lot uh, of turnover. Ackman. Yeah. And I mean, uh, you got Dunbar. I mean, he's a good receiver for them, too. They got some good yeah. guys. But I think Brandon Banks was that guy. If he ever could regain the form he had a couple years ago, and I think it was 2019, I mean, he was explosive. Uh, you watch him and he catches a football and he was not happy in Hamilton. I don't know if there's a falling out with him and the office coordinator. Uh, we don't know the situation because we're not there, but yeah, you're right. They brought some guys in. Like I said, I like this curly Gittins kid. Uh, Marky Thambles is a good football player. They got stats, but your point was under, it was, uh, you know, that was right on. Are these players, the players they were before great point yeah. me because that's what I have to see. And that's what I think Toronto, on paper, you're thinking, man, these guys are good. Look at the pedigree on these guys. Yeah. And then there's the other thing. You need to be able to – there has to be that chemistry where the, the players have to be able to play together. And if you can have guys that are stars, but they don't want to be part of the team, 
you're not going to win. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's all about chemistry. It's all about leadership. Like uh, Ryan Dinwiddie is in his second year yeah. as head coach of the Toronto Argonauts. You know, he, he was, you know, he, he did a pretty good job last year, got them to the playoffs. McLeod Bethel Thompson, maybe because there wasn't a lot of talent in the East. Uh, he was yeah. a division all-star at quarterback. Um, but I, I want to, I want to bring up uh, a question or a comment here. Rebring up uh, Tyler's comment here, saying that when the defense is playing best, when they're making guys pay in the middle of the field. Yes. You mentioned Dunbar Jr., Adam yeah. Big Hill. Like that hit oh, is still that, echoing. That, uh, that, that, that that'll be on the highlight reel for a lot of years. That was a that was a, a crunch. That was a crunch. It really was like just so awesome, uh, you know, to, to see a hit like that clean and, and the way football is meant to be played. But Winnipeg always plays with that physical edge. And if you're able to do that long enough, yeah. um, you know, to, uh, to Tyler's point here, Chris, teams start getting worried that, you know, they're, they're not going to be able to make some of those plays because they're just getting beat up uh, all game long. Um I, I think it says a lot about how Winnipeg plays. It's their identity yeah, yeah, to yeah. smack you in the mouth. And, yeah. you know, it, it doesn't I matter who it is. Love it. Love it. And it's interesting because I'm thinking of Malcolm. When you talk about Malcolm Thompson, the safety is playing for, you know, the injured Brandon Alexander. They don't have to rush Bannon back. I mean, this kid's playing pretty good. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think they have to. There's no fear to say, hey, hey Brandon, we're going to push you to get back on the field right now. Now, you said no. you saw him in practice. It looks like he's running well. But he's not that's running crazy. with change direction. So he's got, he had knee surgery and he's still not doing the cuts. That's the thing you have to worry about, right? Because, I mean, it's great yeah. going this way, but you know as well as anybody, where you're playing anything in a deep end or defensive backfield, you've got to be able to switch gears and, and flip those hips right away. So we've talked about Nick Dembski being on the six-game injured list with an ankle. Brandon O'Leary Orange, or Bolo, as I like to call him, for the syllable or the, the letters in the beginning of each of his names, B-O-L-O, uh, coming in, uh, big body Canadian. And then Greg McRae, the Canadian, pardon me, the American running back will be used similar to Nick Dembski. We talked about Taekwon Glass uh, being moved on to Mario Houston coming in, Winston Rose moving to the other side of the defense. We talked about the run game and the offense, hoping to open things up and maybe some of these new players in the offensive lineup will help that the lights out defense and the rest. Chris, what people want to know are your keys to a Blue Bombers victory so they can keep pace with the 4-0 BC Lions and enter their match on Saturday in Vancouver in a battle for first place. Well, I want to say a thing. One first thing, we didn't talk about one thing, and I and I have to give kudos because this guy's been under a lot of heat. And there's oh. two people. You know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. Seven for seven, he kicked a 45-yarder, and I think he punted the pigskin right off the football. Awesome. He, he really the, did. I, I, he he's got the longest punt in the CFL right now, seventy four yards. His average is forty seven point nine, and there's nothing to shake your head about that. Hey, listen, seven for seven on field goals, good for you, Mark Leo. Way to stand up and take control, and uh, not you know not be discouraged by all the sometimes talk of do we need another kicker? Yeah, and to no blame. Often people see the punting game as okay, kick it away, and and let's yeah. see if there's a return. But what Mark Leggio is doing is putting spins on kicks, putting dead ball on kicks, uh, yeah. top, uh, you know, like like spiral ones and, and, and dead balls and that sort of thing to drop it and get it out of bounds for no return or to have it go to a point in the field where Winnipeg can see an advantage in the kick cover game. Uh, he came so close yeah. against the Ticats last week to 
coffin cornering the tie cats on like the two yard line. It went into the end zone. The, the bombers got a point out of it. Um, but the field position game is one that Mike O'Shea never ever sleeps on. And yep. Mark Leggio to your point, Chris needs credit where it's due. Yep. And that's um, how he's that's punting like, the football. And I want to say one thing too, is, uh, you know, no coach, no team likes to give up a safety. And when you got a punter that's punting extremely well, like Mark okay. Leggio is, and I'm, we're looking, we're blowing this guy today, but that's beautiful. He deserves it. Uh, you know, uh, I mean, I think when you don't have to give up two and you can still get that field position because the Bombers, the other thing we haven't talked about, but I'll, we'll give it a little shakedown right now. They're outstanding on kick covers. They're doing a really good job. I mean, yeah. uh, they're down on their punt cover led by Mike Miller. He's got three special teams right now. I mean, yeah. CFL all-time leader, the GOAT, they call him. So, yeah, but I, I think you asked me about my key, uh, DB. Don't, you know, there's an old saying, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And I don't think there's anything broke with this team at all. So I think you just yeah. keep hammering the run, running game, hammer it. And you said a great point, DB, that even when they were getting stuffed and they weren't getting the yards, they never gave up on it. They continued to run the football. That's what they have to do. No question. I just got uh, my attention taken away by this comment because it's bang on from uh, Brandon. Legio forced the Hamilton Tiger Cats to go to two kick returners last week because they didn't know if it was going left or right. And you mentioned, you know, like we're blowing up Mark Leggio. Fine. We're blowing him up. That's what yeah. we want to do here on bonfire sports yeah. is bring attention to some of those guys that don't get talked about. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned the, the kick cover game, Chris, uh, I've been very, very impressed uh, with Tanner Cadwallader, number 47 yeah, for the blue yeah. bombers. Uh, just a great Canadian hard nose smacky in the mouth football player. Um, you know, he, he's really brought a physical presence uh, to the Blue Bombers uh, over the last couple of years, especially this season. Um, but uh, I think, you know, the the way the Blue Bombers are playing, just keep the ship steering the same right. direction. The I'm offense sure. will come. Uh, the return game will come. The run game and the rest. Winnipeg's winning right now. Um, it's going to be fun to see them against, uh, you know, the best defense the CFL seen in a long, long time against the best running back the CFL has seen in a long, long time going up yeah. against Andrew Harris on Monday night. Yeah. I'm going to tell you what, uh, put a bib on because that's like going and get your best steak when you're watching a game like that, watching Harris and you know, that's the uh, Argos going against our vaunted defense. And, you know, there's a lot of friends on that team. I was listening to Stanley Bryant talk about how he just loves Andrew Harris. He's they're tight. They used to hang around together. They all, you know, yeah. they got a great group of guys and it's going to be funny, but in a, in a different way to see him on a different uniform. Uh, cause his, and I, as you weird. say, is Harris sleeping tonight? I don't know, man. I mean, I'd be jacked. I'd be like, Oh God, I'm playing tomorrow. Oh, okay. Ice yeah. getting the ice bucket all day. Get your legs nice and fresh. Let's see yeah. what 33 can bring to the table. It's going to be a good one. Big thanks to everybody out there uh, joining us live in the live chat. Uh, if you missed any of the show, you can watch it again on YouTube. You can watch it again on facebook.com slash bonfire sports tv everything you need is on bonfiresports.ca including links to the podcast and the rest post game show coming up after the game on monday you don't want to miss that uh and well because it's a bit of a weird week we're going to skip bonfire midweek this week we're going to take a bye chris you got to enjoy this weekend. I'm in the middle of a move right now, so I'm going to take a bye this Good week. We'll be back with a pregame show on Friday that you'll join me for, right? What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know I'm around, brother. Yeah.
Absolutely. Well, we're, anyway, we're gonna have listen. have a have a coley for me, okay? Oh, not today. I've had too many on this weekend. Today, uh, I, it's funny. I'm going to my father-in-law's, and he'll always have a nice bottle of rum there, and he wants me to have a rum and coke. So I maybe have one or two, but it's not going to be a. Won't be a lake day, that's for sure, because the big Clinky man, clink. the, the big man kind of, yeah, the big man kind of punished himself this week. So, well, I gotta hey, take it easy. You know what? You're as hard on yourself as you are on me sometimes. So I, I, I can take that, and I think All the right. rest of us just enjoy it for what it is. But big thanks to everybody out there uh, watching live, listening on podcast. Uh, give us a like and a subscribe, a thumbs up, uh, friend us on Facebook. Do all those good things to help uh, keep supporting us. Thanks to Scottswood Links. Check them out, scottswoodlinks.com. That's Scottswood with one T. Uh, and you can find that uh, link in our video description below. Thanks, Chris. Appreciate Thanks, this. Buddy. Enjoy the game, man. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. We'll talk soon, brother. Sounds good. Have a good one, everybody. All right.